Hi, this is Jacob, recording uh, the 56th episode of the Clown Chat Podcast. Um, I'm here because I think it's important to do this. I said I was going to do it. I don't really want to be here, but, um, you know, this is what we do on on the podcast. We talk about what happens, um, you know, no matter what, whether it's good, bad, ugly, indifferent... It doesn't really matter. We, we, we go through it and we, we talk about it and we, you know, go over things and all that stuff. So we're here. Um, I hope you're having, you know, I hope you're having a good day. I hope you're having a better day than, than you know, out there than, than I am. I'm, I'm not having a, a good day at all. Um, walking out into a street and getting getting hit by a bus sounds seems pretty attractive for, you know, Pretty attractive proposition, um, right now. To be honest with you, you know, I'm I'm not gonna do that. Don't worry, I'm I'm not gonna do that. But um, that's where, of course, it, you know, there there is a certain, um, and and we're gonna get to this because I have some very very strong views on this. But if you're one of the people that like their your team lost. And, and of course, we're talking about, you know, this episode is going to be about um, the Celtics losing game six and losing the finals to the Golden State. If you're one of the people, especially if you root for a team, um, you know, well, Milwaukee, I think you, Milwaukee's excusable because they won the title last year and they had Middleton out. I will excuse Milwaukee, but if you're rooting for the one of the other teams that the Celtics beat on their way to the finals, like Miami or Brooklyn, you know, especially and maybe even, you know, other fan bases out there too, you know, who, who may have lost early in the playoffs or, um, you know, it's a case-by-case basis. But, you know, for the most part, like, you know, especially those two, Miami and Brooklyn, like, you don't have a right to say a thing. Freedom of speech in this case does not exist for you. You have zero right to say anything about the Celtics and, and, and what happened. You your mouths need to be shut, your fingers need to be off of your keyboard. You have zero right to say a thing. And I guess I'm gonna go off on this now. And I was gonna say another thing, well I hope all those people who were who were doing that are having a really horrible day because they deserve it. Um like I really didn't want to do this right off the top, but I guess it's, I guess we're doing it because um, I'm already halfway halfway there. So, but like if if you're one of those, you know, if you're one of those people, if you're um, especially especially those two, Heat and and Nets, like you don't have like you your team lost to the Celtics. You lost. Do I need to say that again to get it through your heads? You lost. I need to say it loud and slow, I guess, to emphasize the point. You lost. We beat you. Okay? It's very simple. It's very simple. And you watched us in the finals. You lost to us, and then you watched us play 
in the finals. So, therefore, you have no right to say anything about the Celtics today. It is it is out it is out of line. If you're if you're in that camp and you're doing that, you are out of line. You are crossing a line when you do that. You are crossing a line. You're out of line. So I'll warn you. If you're doing that and you're crossing that line, don't be surprised if some lines are crossed the other way. And you fall victim to some line crossing. Don't be surprised at that. Okay? And... Yeah, I mean... I don't know. Let me, let me gather my thoughts here. Because I'm very... I feel very strongly about this. Um... Yeah, I mean, just don't be surprised if, if you have some line crossing going in your direction then. Don't be surprised if there's some grudges, long-term grudges being held. Don't be surprised if there's long-term beef, any of that stuff. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, that's where we are. I just have a real problem with it. I just don't think... Um, I, you know, those those people in particular have just, especially those two fan bases in particular, just have zero ability to say anything about what happened. Um, so, um, you know, it just, it, just, it just really bothers me. Like, you know, Celtics beat the Nets. Swept them, actually. Only sweep with the playoffs. And then they beat Miami in the conference finals. And, you know, they lost. We won, and they lost. And you don't get to come back and say anything now. At least credibly. So, I guess we'll move on now that I have that you know, little thing off my chest. Um, but yeah, I, uh, for, for, for the rest of you out there that are, you know, not crossing a line today, I I hope you're out there having a good, uh, you know, a much better day than I am. Um, we'll, we'll work, you know, we'll, I'll work through, uh, you know, kind of where things are in, in, in this episode of the podcast. And, um, yeah, so, it's just, uh, you know, I don't even know where to begin. Like, it's just, um, it's just really, it's just, you know, I'd say for me, this is the worst sports loss since Super Bowl 42, the perfect season. You know, it's, or it's the worst, yeah, it's the worst sports loss since, since 2000, 2008, early 2008 when, the 18 and one game happened, the Giants, you know, winning the Super Bowl that year. And, um, that was just hard, hard to get much worse than that with, 
a chance at just pure football immortality, perfect season on the line. Like you're not going to get, I don't think you're not going to, you know, you're not going to get worse than that. It's going to be, that would be very, very hard to top. I think the only way you could have worse than that would be if you had, if you were on the other end of like the Falcons 28 to three, you know, game or something. I, I think it would have to be something to that degree given what was on the line in that game. So you're not topping that probably ever. But other than that, you know, you go through a lot of the big, and and this is all personal, right? You know, everybody has different guidelines. I think, you know, a lot of people, and I wasn't watching quite as much basketball. I started watching basketball in 2012. So 2010 might be worse than this. It's close. I think there's a case to be made for both sides. 2010 might be worse than this if you were watching then. I can definitely see where you would come through on that because 2010, you know, it was, you know, an older core and you wondered, man, did we just, did they just blow the last chance? You know, their last chance. And it turns out they did, right? They, they, they never made it back to the, uh, they never made it back to the finals. They had a, a second round loss in, in, in 2011. They lost in the you know really hard fought seven game conference final series in 2012, and then in 2013, they uh, you know they really fizzled out, lost in in, in round one, and and then, and then the core was dismantled. Um, and that was that. Um, so you, I can definitely see why that would be worse for some people. My counter to that would be they'd already won one. They'd already won in 2008. KG, Pierce, Allen, Rondo, Doc, the whole thing was, was really just that they already stamped in history. You already had the 2008 season. So it did take a little bit of pressure you know obviously you win two and and that team really should if they'd stayed healthy i i really strongly feel they would have won at least one more title um they had the best team in 2009 and and then kg got hurt and then in, in 2010 um obviously coming down to the end of a game seven like that um you know they were right there too then so and perkins got hurt so You know, little bit uh, you know, you know, tough, tough breaks there, but um, like they had already won in in '08, but I can see why that would be a, a thing, right? The thing with now, this core hasn't won one yet, and they have what should be a long runway, but you just don't know with these things, so. You you just you can assume all you want that you know you're going to be good for you know five ten years, but in the NBA it often doesn't work out like that. So you have to take every season as you know you have to make the most of it, and you can't just you know make assumptions on the future too often. Um, So that's really that's really what it comes to for me. And then you have um obviously if you look at football, twenty eleven Patriots, like you know, really anything that's happened since two thousand and seven for football is really whatever. Like 
2011 Super Bowl, they really weren't that good of a... I mean, they were a good team, but, like, the defense had major holes, and they didn't really have... You know, Peyton Manning was injured. They didn't really have, you know, the competition in, in the AFC to keep them from the Super Bowl, but they weren't really ready to... You know, it was a couple years before they started going on the run in the in the 2010s. Um, they didn't really have the defense together yet. Um, so they weren't really, you know, that wasn't really a Super Bowl level team. You know, a Super Bowl champion level team, I feel like. I'm not really fussed about that. Disappointing at the time, but looking back, it is not really... You know, and even at the moment, it's just like you're not really fussed about that as much. Uh, 2017, definitely not fussed about that, really. I mean, obviously, it would have been nice to win, would have been really cool to win. Um, but they'd already won five, just coming off of 28 to three. Um, you know, it. it not a lot to prove at that point. I mean, the next year, don't get me wrong, winning another one at 18 was fun, especially, you know, maybe the most fun part of that year was, like, just getting past Mahomes in the in the championship game right when he was breaking out. Like, that was a lot of fun, you know, to win that game. Um, so, but 2017, and especially with who we were playing, like, we were playing Philly and, you know, I have, you know, I, I, I have a friend who, uh, I have a couple friends actually who, um, are, are, are big Philly fans and, um, yeah, I have a lot of, I'm just thinking right now, I have a lot of friends who, uh, I have a friend from high school who, uh, who, who's a Philly sports fan. I have a friend from college that's, uh, who I'm still in contact with a lot, you know, really good friends with, you know, to this day, who's a, uh. Really big Philly fan. You know, I've got another, uh, you know, good friend that I'm in contact with a lot that's a Philly fan. So I have a lot of Philly fans, um, you know, that I'm friends with. And so, you know, I was really happy for all of them to get to experience um, that championship. Um, You know, it meant more. You know, I would have loved to have won it, obviously, but it meant more to them than it would have to me. So I, I really was okay with that. That would probably be whatever the opposite end of this list is. That would probably be the one. Um, And then just thinking about... So that's it for the Patriots. Covered the Celtics. Red Sox didn't ever lose in the World Series. They they won every year they got there, I believe. And then the... Yeah, I mean, I don't follow hockey as much, but, like, if you're a big hockey... Um, fan, then, then 2019 Bruins is going to be really high up there for you, I think. So, you know, losing a game seven at home in, in the Stanley Cup final when you weren't that great, you know, they were a really good team, but they were clearly like not the best team in the, they haven't clearly been the best team in the, um, in the Eastern Conference, you know for I don't know how I mean probably since like 2011 when 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 they actually won the won the thing um but they uh they happened that one year in 2019 they happened to get a lot of breaks and um yeah Tampa won a ton of games and then T- cuz Tampa's consistently been better than obviously their 
going on their run now where they might win three in a row. Like Tampa had lost, gotten upset in the first round, and it cleared this path for the Bruins to get out of the Eastern Conference that had been roadblocked by Tampa. Um, you know, as far as getting, because the way they set it up, it's like by division until you get to the conference finals. So, like, Tampa was in their division and they are kind of, they're really uh, blocking them. So, that block was removed because of an upset by, I think it was like Columbus. And they ended up with a pretty uh, easy path toward the, um, toward, you know, toward the final. And then they almost won the final, and, and then they choked at the very end. And that was that. That that has to be up there, especially if you're a, a big hockey fan, because like that was, um, you know, you were probably looking at that at the time. Like, well, that was our shot. Where it's going to be really hard to get back to this point. So, um, but yeah, I think um, for me. This loss is, and I don't think it's recency bias, and I'm going to explain kind of why, how I feel about this whole thing. Um, they'll explain why you know I I feel that way that this is the worst Boston loss since since 2007. Um, at least for me, at least for me personally. Because um, here's the thing, like it, it's just. It's just really hard to reconcile how this happened. Because it really this felt so different. It felt so different from every playoff run that this team's been on. It really felt like they'd figured a lot of things out. Obviously, towards the end of the year, they were dominant. They are starting to get breaks. They are starting to get a lot of breaks... That they weren't getting in past years. Um, obviously, Chris Middleton going down was huge. Like, Milwaukee's second best players is not playing in that series. Like, that's a massive break. I'm not going to tell you otherwise. And they stayed, they had some injuries, and especially by the end, I think they were really worn down. Um, but. They mostly were healthy on their end, but you know, besides a few few guys who were in and out a little bit, um, you know, it's certainly because in past years it was like there was somebody out for the the whole run, like the whole time, and it was you know they had some really bad luck. I mean, twenty eighteen and twenty twenty, if it weren't for injuries, they really should have been in the finals those years. Um. They, now, neither of those years, they would have had a chance to win. Um, so that would have been, you know, that wasn't as big of a deal. See, this year, I do f- still feel like, you know, they obviously were up 2-1 to one and, and, and were five minutes away from going up 3-1. to one. So, um, and then it all flipped. So... You know, it's things just see. It just seemed like they things were falling in place. It seemed like it was just meant to be for them. That it was finally going to be the year that they broke through, and they did break through to an extent. They did get past Milwaukee. 
They did, well, first they did sweep the Nets after a lot, there was all that talk, including from me, about, you know, should you avoid Brooklyn in the first round? And I, I would have probably, if I were the coach of the team, I probably would have sat everybody and I probably would have um, gone for the four seed. But you know what? That would have been a mistake. That would not have been the, you know, it turns out that would not have been the right thing to do. Um, they took the right path. They swept Brooklyn. That's, that was a huge deal to sweep Brooklyn. A lot of people thought that series was going to be competitive. A lot of people thought that I never did. I thought the Celtics would win, but I thought it was going to go six, six games. You know, six or maybe even seven games. I thought, I thought the Nets would be able to take a couple of games. And I'm no believer in the Nets, and I thought they'd take a couple of games. And huge, huge um, deal for the Celtics to get that done. And, and that, that's a huge accomplishment to sweep that team. To beat Milwaukee, huge, you know, huge accomplishment. They're the defending champs. They pushed the Celtics to the brink. But the Celtics found a way to outlast them. And that's a huge deal, even without Middleton. Giannis is the best player in the league by far. It's not close. So that was a huge deal. And, um, you know, to beat Miami, a team that um, had beaten us in 2020 when, you know, we had a really sour taste in our mouth from that series because we felt like we were better, you know, which, you know, we were better, you know, except for the injuries. Um, But, you know, a team that, you know, really competes and... I think it was a bad matchup for us, to be honest. Um, to to be able to find a way to to, to you know because that because that team, I mean, it, it seems like every year in the conference finals we either get we either get Miami, LeBron, or both. Um, you know, twenty you know twenty twelve, it's both. Twenty seventeen and eighteen, it's LeBron. 2019 or or not 2019 we didn't make it in 2019 2020 it's uh it's Miami and then 2022 it's Miami um so to get past that roadblock of all those losses we had had in the in the conference that's a big deal that's a big step forward for this team and I you know as time goes on I'll slowly you know, it'll be easier and easier to look back at that positively as um, a huge step forward in in, in the progression of of the team. Um, Because there is two, and I'll get to the two sides, you know, of looking at this. Um, But, you know, it really felt like everything was falling into place and then and it was, you know, until, you know, like, till the fourth quarter of game four, it looked like it was going to be 3-1 and everything was falling into place. Right up until that, and then up until that point, you're going to go, and then after that, everything just fell apart. It just, whatever, whatever was going on, just just ended 
and you know two two and a quarter games two and a quarter games later here we are um talking about the the end of the season and you know a very very painful loss it, it just didn't take long and um so reconciling you know what was supposed to be You know, something that everything where everything was falling into place, reconciling that not being the case, very difficult. And um You know, this is not something that you just get past. You don't just you know, brush this off and move on. This is um This is not something that you get over. Like you're you know, two and a quarter games away from a championship. Actually, for the Celtics, no. No, 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 no. The Celtics were... Obviously, it took two and a quarter games from, you know, that point for the Celtics to, to lose the championship. But, I mean, they were... If they had gone up 3-1, for them to win the championship, it could have been... It could have been as little as... Now, I think they would have lost game five if they if they won game four. So, I, you know, it would have still probably taken that. But, you know, they were... You know, a you know one and a quarter game. They were five quarters away from from a championship, and they 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 just blew it. And you just don't get past that. Like you'll you'll learn to live with it. You learn you 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 try to reconcile it. You you know move forward, but it's uh, it's just not something you get over. Um. At least until you actually do win. Because those, you know, it's the NBA. Th- these opportunities just don't come along, you know, every year. Like, they don't. This isn't the Patriots. When the Patriots would lose, you know, in the conference championship game or the Super Bowl or whatever, I would just say, well... You know, well, especially towards the end. You know, at a certain point, it was, you know, earlier on, it was a little bit different. But in in the 2010s, it was pretty much like, well, if, you know, it's really disappointing that they lost. But I know they're going to be back in the Final Four next year. Because they're in the Final Four every year. That's what what it is. So, this isn't necessarily like that. And... Look, the, the, there is a so so here's where I'll get to um the the two sides of, of how to look at this. There's one side that says and I think they're both valid to be honest with you. There's one side that says, well, look, the Celtics were really young. You know, and, and it's true. You don't usually win championships with when your two best players are as young as Tatum and Brown. You don't usually win championships. You usually win championships when those guys are like two or three years older than what they are now. Um, so there's so there's that, and you can even look at it was in, it was interesting. I saw on Twitter today. Um, Apparently, Tatum's numbers in the finals, which were not good. He didn't have a good series. 
but Tatum's numbers in this year's finals were at, were eerily similar to what LeBron James numbers were when he played uh San Antonio in, in 2007. Um and got you know, he got swept, but numbers are actually really similar. So you know, him struggling, you know, he he's getting a lot of hate and um I'd encourage people to just cut him some slack. Number one, I think his shoulder is pretty injured. Um, and that, and that was part of what was going on. Um, that dude, that, that dude needs a break. He played in the Olympics last year, obviously with all the COVID stuff, he's led the league in minutes the last three years. Like that dude needs a break and they need to, you know, work next year to, you know, limit his minutes a little bit more. Um, in the regular season. Um, but like, yeah, I I don't think, you know, people should not be, you know, people should really be cutting Tatum some slack. Like he's, you know, he's, he's not the first great player to, you know, have a difficult first finals appearance. And, um, I would anticipate that, you know, like others before him, he will be a lot better when he, when he gets back, he'll learn from it and he'll, he'll and, and, and he'll do better. Um, so yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, those those two guys are are really young. You have a core group that's largely locked in, aside from Horford. You know, everybody is twenty seven. You know, all the top guys are twenty seven and under and under contract, aside from Horford. Um, Horford is really the one question mark. Um, well, he'll be back next year, but really after that is it, you know, is more of a question mark, but largely, um, you know, under team control, they'll be able to add, I mean, so you can easily talk yourself into, um, you know, well, this is just the beginning. It's really not, it's really not a big deal. They'll be back here more, you know, all that stuff. And there is some truth to that. Um, they are, they are as well positioned as, as they could be, um, but on the other side, you have to look at the fact that, you know, championship windows in the NBA, they're always shorter than you, than, than they seem. You know, you, you look at, you know, it, it's happened really a lot throughout history where you think a team is just going to run to, you, you know, run up all these titles and win over and over and over and over and over again. And it just doesn't, you know, it just doesn't work out that way. Something or another, whether it's a free agent departure or an injury or age, age, something just ends that run. You know, maybe a little bit before it would be have been expected to. So it's just hard to make that assumption that oh you're going to have five to ten years and um, I'll say I mean I th- I feel very good that they'll have a couple at least but it's you know you can't take you know having this huge window of time for granted and you know at the end of the day you missed a you know this is a huge blown opportunity. Um, a huge balloon opportunity because let me make this clear: Golden State 
I have to give them, you know, I, I, I'll give them credit. Um, you know, they deserve to win. Curry is unbelievable. I think you Curry has to be recognized now as a um, top 10 player of all time. I, I haven't worked out exactly where he would rank in that. Um, I would, I'm thinking in at least, especially, well, yeah, probably not towards the top end of that, just because I don't really, I don't count the 2017-2018 seasons. But, like, you look at this championship and it is undeniably, it's one of the more impressive ones that we've seen in the last, uh, in the last couple decades. Um, so I think you would, especially given how he, you know, the, the two good championships and the fact that he's, um, you know, really changed the game to the degree that he is. I think he's definitely a top 10 player of all time now. Um, but like their team was beatable and it's a huge missed opportunity. And you just don't know when you're going to have an opportunity like this. You don't know if, you know, things are going to fall in place for you to even get out of the East again. On paper, I think they should get out of the, you know, they should have a chance to get out of the East. I think it's going to be them and Milwaukee, but I mean, Milwaukee gets Middleton back, you, you you assume, and they'll be, you know, they'll be hungry to prove that their championship wasn't a fluke and all that stuff, and that's going to be really hard. So even getting back is going to be really challenging, and then who knows, you could have a team, you know, in the finals of, you know, it's even more of a. Obviously, I, I I was wrong that the Golden State matchup would be really favorable for the Celtics. I do think elements of it may have been, <coughs> but the fact that but the experience gap was definitely something I um, did not anticipate being as as big of a deal, and it was. You know, the Celtics. You know, they they did towards the end of that series. They really did show their inexperience a little bit. And, um... And, and, and yeah, they, so they, uh... But you could have a team in there next year, you know, like the Clippers, you know, that has Kawhi and PG and, you know... Really talented supporting cast. Like, you could have a team like that in there, and then that could be... Um, a really hard team to <coughs> excuse me. Um That's a team where, you know, it could be a team it's a team with some championship experience with Kawhi and then it could be a worst matchup too. Obviously with Kawhi and PG to guard Brown and Tatum, like that's hard. So, like it's just it's just a huge blown opportunity, and you just can't assume that you're going to get back to this point again. You can't assume that you're going to be. You, you know, it's easy to say, "Oh, we'll be back." Oh, you know, we'll have a chance to um, make up for this. Well, you might not. It's very possible that you might not, and. Um, and that's kind of the, that's kind of the problem here and why this is just such a devastating blow like you just don't know you just can't assume that you're going to be back you can't assume that you're going to have a chance to really um, make good on this 
make up for this. So it really is why it's such a blow. Um, so there's really elements to both sides, I think, that are that are true. And, you know, probably better... Probably better from a mental health standpoint to just take the optimistic route and just say that, um, you know, well, they'll be, they're young, it's a learning experience, they'll be back, and there's definitely elements of that that are true, so, you know, there's elements, I think, of both sides that are true, and, um, so then, then we'll see, um, But yeah, I just think that um, as far as why they lost, like I still believe that they were the, the Celtics were the more talented team in this series. I think they lost because um, I think um, experience was a factor. Um, I think fatigue was a factor. Um, obviously with the Celtics, they, um, you know, playing two game sevens, two seven game series in the first couple rounds when Golden State, you know, only has one series go longer than five, um, you know, that's pretty difficult. Um, they had that stretch where they were playing a lot of games. They were playing every other day and it was hard too. It was not you know, Western Conference wide-open basketball. Like, it was physical basketball that wore them down. So I think by the end, they were fatigued. Um, and there's stats out there on um, on how teams that win seven-game series perform in the following series, and it's not great. And I think some of it started to show itself in the Miami series, and that's why the Miami series, some of why the Miami series was so close. I think... Um, uh, you know, I don't want to, you know, bash my Hemi too much here. You know, they're catching some strays, I guess. But um, I do think the gap was between those teams was larger than what it looked like towards the end of that series. I, I just think the Celtics, you know, I think the fatigue from, from the Milwaukee series just hitting them. And then, you know, that series went, you know, a game or two longer than it really should have. Um Especially, like, game one was really a throwaway for the Celtics in, in that series. Um, you know, two you know two days after that game seven, like, that was always going to be a really hard game for them to win. So, but they'll, um, you know, they'll learn from all that stuff. But in this, in this you know, finals, they just, you know, put, they put themselves in a position where I think they were out of gas. Obviously, they've been um, running an eight-man rotation since, you know, about the trade deadline, which, you know, was working. And it's not like they were just, like, really going nuts with a playoff-style rotation in the regular season. They did stagger things pretty well so that, yeah, it was eight guys, but the bench guys that were playing were actually playing, like, a lot of minutes. So they were doing that. Um, But, I mean, Tatum and Brown were still up there in terms – and Smart were up there in terms of minutes and – then they got into the playoffs, and you had to, you know, you had to keep going. And then Horford, you know, an you know, older player who, um, 
you know, he's getting up there in age, you know, he, he you know, a lot, lot, lot of minutes on him, and, and so it just got to the point, um, the fatigue element was, um, you know, a lot to overcome, I think the, in, you know, injuries, um, obviously we know about Robert Williams, although he was looking pretty good towards the end of the Golden State Series, definitely a silver lining, he has unbelievable potential. For sure. Um, and then Tatum, I think most significantly with the shoulder, like, I know he said he wasn't going to get surgery, but, like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, like that thing was definitely, there's definitely something pretty serious up with that because I feel like as soon as, for Tatum, as soon as he suffered the shoulder injury, you know, during the Miami series, I think his production was just not the same after that. Um he had a couple of, of decent games. I think he, he scored 30 against Miami once, but that was a game that, that they lost, you know. Um, so, I I don't know. Um, they'll they'll learn from it. It, it is what it is. Um, but it's... Uh, And again, because they're they're experienced and they're veterans, Golden State. I feel like they, um, they really did take advantage well of the few weaknesses that the Celtics did have. They knew what to do with all that, and um, and then the Celtics, you know, they kind of cracked towards the end of that series, and um, and that was that. So, um. Just, uh, yeah, uh, just gutting disappointment. Um, we'll be, uh, you know, try to get past it, um, but it's probably going to be a long time. It's going to take a while. I mean, I mean, gosh, is, is this summer, you know, gonna, I I have a couple of things I'm going to, um, and that's one thing, you know, I, I, I'll apologize. You, you may not get the typical, um, you know, draft content and stuff like that here from me that you, you, you know, that you'd normally hope for. Cause I just don't know if I have it in me, to be honest. Like I'm, I'm going to try to get away from, you know, all this for a little, I'll try to, you know, I'm going to do a couple things this weekend that, you know, some fun things that are, that don't involve sports. I just need to get away, clear my head, you know, try to, try to get past this. And, um, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens when I come, you know, when next week hits and, you know, but I'm anticipating that you may not get the usual from me and, and I apologize for that. Um, cause this is, this is going to take a long time to, to get past. And I mean, like realistically, like, you know, this summer we'll get into some different things. It'll be good to get away from, from things, but then when, you know, sports comes around again. Is, is watching Matt Patricia call plays from the Patriots going to get me past the Celtics blowing a championship? I don't think so. Is, you know, the beginning of the basketball season going to get past that? Like, probably not. Like, you know, hard to go from games with this sort of stakes to, to then just game, you know, one of 82. Like, you know, it's going to be a while. It's going to be until the playoffs next year that this is really going to hurt. And, um... 
I hope they can channel this into a, you know, just like the the 2014 Spurs did. I hope they can do what the 2014 Spurs did and um, and channel this into you know a real breakthrough season next year and they win it all. I hope that's what I'm hoping for, and then that will. Be the elixir that, erase, that that erases, and we can just pretend this never happened. Um, but um, I'm just collecting my thoughts. Um. Yeah, I mean, until then, it's just, uh, you know, it's just always going to be lingering. It's always just going to be that painful thing that's lingering, and, you know, we'll try to move past it as best we can, I guess, but it's just going to be hard. Um, It's going to be hard. So, what was I going to say? Um... Yeah, I mean, I know it, you know it definitely changed things too. Like you know, I kind of gave up a little bit on you know I used to hate Golden State, um, back in the day, especially with when when they had KD. You know, I didn't mind them. I, I was pretty neutral towards them pre KD. I didn't mind them. You know, I didn't hate them. I didn't love them. They're kind of in the middle for me. In in fifteen and sixteen, I was happy. I was rooting for them in the in the finals those years because they were playing LeBron. I didn't like I didn't like LeBron. I still don't like LeBron. Um, so I was happy in 2015 that they won, and in 2016 I was rooting for them to win. Um, but when they got KD, I just went completely the other direction. I was like, yeah, no. I hope you you're and and the thing is, it just ruined the product of, of basketball. So like. It wasn't their fault, but they were just associated with this product that was just ruining basketball. So, um, I put some of that stuff away when KD left, and I was like, okay, I'll, you know, I'll stop. You know, we got bigger fish to fry here. We got the Nets, we got the Lakers. Like, I'm not going to hate on Golden State too much, but, um, you know, Miami is another one, like, you know, to to hate on. So, like, I I wasn't going to hate too much on Golden State, but, like, you know? At the end of the day, they just took a championship opportunity away from us. So you damn right, I'm going to be bitter about that, and I'm going to hold that against them. And that might be salty, that might be, um, you know, kind of a bitch move. Definitely, you know, it's definitely salty, I'll admit it, but... Um, at the end of the day, that, that just is what it is. Like, you took, uh, you took something away from me, so I want something taken away from you in retaliation. That's how it goes. I want revenge. Even if it's not us beating you, just to see you lose. You know? And they have, you know, everybody says, oh, how you, how can you hate you know, players on the Warriors. Well, Draymond is easy to hate, number one. He makes it easy. 
Um, and then Andrew Wiggins is, is one of the vaccine truthers. Um, he, you know, it, it was slid under the, you know, it's kind of a forgotten story because he ended up deciding to get it, but he didn't want to get it. You know, he was a vaccine truther for one. I think he only got it because of, um, you know, so he could play. I think if he'd had his way, he would not have gotten it. So don't forget about that. You know, when you read all these, all this Andrew Wiggins stuff over the next few days, don't forget that this dude did not want to get vaccinated. Um, And then, I mean, Clay made himself pretty easy to hate with um, his childish reaction towards, um, you know, Boston fans being, you know, the passionate, great fans that they are. Um, and then Steph is definitely hard to hate, but at the end of the day, he he took something away from us as well. And and he, you know, he, he I, I do think, you know, I will say, I I I just um, I didn't know, you know. I think I knew this, but I, I I forgot. He actually is a is a Red Sox fan, which is kind of cool. And, and under different circumstances, that might make me say, "Hey, Steph is, you know, he's a cool, fun player." I'll, uh, you know, you know, non Celtics players. He's he's kind of cool, but like you know, given the situation, you know, his involvement, you know, and and that whole team's involvement, um, with with the KD collaboration that. You know, ruined this you know, the sports product for three years, and um, now this year he's taken something, you know, a championship opportunity from us. Then, yeah, I'm going to be bitter about it, and no, I'm not going to apologize for it. Um, now, you know, will I? Do they? Uh, do they pass Brooklyn on my hate list? Probably not. I, I don't think you can past Brooklyn, even though we just swept Brooklyn, um, which made me feel like we got some measure of revenge. The Kyrie-KD combination is just too much to pass. It's just too much to pass. You're not passing that. Um, but, you know, we'll have to see where they rank. You know, at, you know, we'll have to see. There's a lot of pros and cons then after Brooklyn when you start to look at, like, the Lakers... Um, Miami and then Golden State. Um, obviously the Lakers, you know, I, I don't like LeBron. Don't like AD. Don't like their franchise. But they're all, they also suck. And they're probably going to suck again. So how much can you hate on a team that sucks? I mean, I, I can I can do it. And I'll be happy to do it. But, you know. Should I hate, you know, should I hate them more than Golden State? So we'll see how all that sorts out. But those are definitely, like, the four teams. Like, Nets, Nets, Lakers, Warriors, Heat, that I'll be strongly rooting against next year. No question about it. it those four, those are the big four of, of teams that are just, that I've got issues with, that I've got an axe to grind with, that uh, I will be rooting against. Um Obviously, you know, I know we beat Miami, but they, um, they almost did a man. And, and I've just got, uh, you know, I've just got some issues with their franchise. And, um, 
you know, some of their fans and stuff like that. So um, that definitely play a played a part in it as well. The thing, some of the things with the fans. So, um, but yeah, I'm just, uh, you know, it's just, it's just devastating, and, and I'm really. You know, who ca- you, know, you know, I'm nobody, right? Like, it, it, who cares about me, right? But, like, I just feel for the players because this is a good group of dudes that really deserves all the success in the world. Um, you know, really, the, the mainly that, you know, what I would say is Al Horford because there is nobody in sports right now who deserves a, cha- a championship more than Al Horford. This dude, you know, he's played so long, you know, in the league. He's really um, had a great career. He plays the right way. He's a great dude off the floor. He just does everything the right way. He's a leader. Um, He's a team player. He's selfless. He just does everything the right way. And... It just, I really feel for him because it's not like, you know, the rest of the team, you know, almost everybody, you know, else, in fact, everybody else besides Horford in the Celtics rotation is 27 or under or younger and under contract for at least two years. But Horford is the exception there and he's going to be 36. He is 36 now. And... He, you know, he doesn't have a ton of years left. And and that's one of the things, too, as far as, like, projecting this team forward. Like, when they eventually have to replace Horford, beating Milwaukee is going to get a lot harder. A lot harder. Because the Giannis matchups will not be, you know, they won't be able to, you know, make Giannis work for his points as much. Um... So, I just really feel for Horford, but, like, you know, the whole team, I mean, Smart, Tatum, Brown, you know, Robert Williams with the effort, the effort that Robert Williams gave to this team to play, and everything he went through to come back from his knee surgery and play and give this team everything he could until the end. I mean, he really deserves a lot of praise for what he did. And it is truly a shame. It is just such a shame that he is, that, that is not going to end in a championship this year for him because he deserves it. He really freaking deserves it. That was a championship effort that he gave, and it's really just sad. And it just doesn't sit right that he's not going to get a ring out of it. Um, but yeah, I just feel really sad for the players because they, uh, they deserve it, but you know, I hope it motivates them. Um, I, you know, and I'm sure it will, I'm sure they'll look at this and remember this and it'll be like, you know, it'll be like us fans that it's going to be really hard to get past and, you know, it's going to be something that sits with them and it'll motivate them and, um, I'd expect, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Obviously, beating a team like Milwaukee in the playoffs next year, fully healthy is going to be really hard. But 
I would I would anticipate that number one, the Celtics will add some depth. Um, you know, in the offseason, I think they had the Fournier TPE that they could use. Like, like, you know, they they were still very much in the, you know, re, you know, constructing some elements with the bottom of the roster and whatnot when this run kind of happened. And, you know, they just happened to, to a point where they, uh, where, where they're out of depth. I mean, they definitely exceeded expectations this year. Like, I thought they were going to be good, but I thought they were going to be, well, losing the second round or maybe make the conference finals good. I didn't think they were going to be in the finals until, and even until like March, I, I, I didn't predict them to be in the finals. So um, there's, there's things that they can add there. They'll probably be an attractive team to ring chasing veterans now. Um, so there'll be some, some things that they can add to add more depth. And I would expect them to have a really good regular season next year. Um, they should be able to hit the ground running with, um, you know, them knowing what the style of play is going to be and all that stuff. I, I think they could definitely um, win 60 games next year. Um, and, and and maybe have home court in the East. I think that's a fair, you know, expectation. And then um, the playoffs is going to be hard if you have to go through Milwaukee again. But, you know, it shouldn't be as hard as this year, though. Like, if you can get the one seed... It won't be as hard as this year, you know, having to play Brooklyn and then Milwaukee and then Miami. Like, it was a really hard road that they overcame, and um, so we'll see what happens. But um, yeah, I guess this is about um, this is about it, you know. But we'll uh, you know continue work through it. Hopefully, we'll have some. Some more content down the line. I don't know when we'll be back. I don't know how much NBA offseason we'll we'll do or we'll even follow here. Um, but we'll definitely be back with NFL at some point. And, um, you know, I hope you, unless you're one of the people that got beat by the Celtics that's, you know, talking about the Celtics today and has no right to, I hope you have a good evening. Hope you have a good weekend. Um, hope you have a good rest of the day. And, um... You know, we'll talk to you down the line.